0: W-B-N-E
1: Hello and welcome to episode 161, all about the Silmarillion. Chapter 21 of Turin Turinbar, being the 161st part of That's What I'm Tolkien About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, and right now I am reading The Silmarillion, so you don't have to. Today, I'm joined once again by the Silly Marillion. Wait, Silly? Yes, Silly Marillion duo, Tori and Paul. Welcome back. Hello.
2: Silly Marillion is quite a mouthful, as if Silmarillion wasn't enough of a mouthful. (laughs)
0: It's a pain in the ass to spell out our Patreon name at like on air as we're going.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's no more a mouthful than that's what I'm talking about, which is a very long True. name that I True. hate having to type out, and I usually just use the acronym Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, I never heard it like that. Or yeah, or I'll just say talking about and assume that people, people know, know what I'm talking people about. Know. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> Um, that's what I'm here for. Um, I have one joke, and I'm gonna <laughs> beat it like a dead horse. <laughs> Listeners, we are all giving Tori and Paul a round of applause because I spring this chapter on them very last minute. There was some behind the scenes things going on with coordination and scheduling and whatnot, and they courageously jumped in with probably the hefty, like I think this is way more intense and hefty than Baron and Luthien and anything I've read so far. So so first shout out for that, but also I reached out to y'all to come back because a couple, uh, probably maybe like a month and a half ago now, there was a terrible period on Twitter where I was being trolled by just... Awful people. Um That's and- when you know
2: you've made it in the Tolkien fan base is when the trolls find you. When, when the racists yeah. start
0: popping yeah, out the- of doors.
1: And like yeah. this this was this isn't even me being like, "Oh, I'm just going to assume these people have these bad I- ideologies when I was like going through their profiles and like seeing other stuff that they tweet about." I'm like, "Oh, no, they're like openly proud of the fact that they are a wh- that they're white nationalists and they're like openly mocking mm-hmm. violence against women. This is they are bad people." Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the bright side of that period is that I um for every person that i blocked i decided to donate um, some money. I think it was Pride Month, so I think I originally said LGBT organization, and then like I think the next day Roe v. Wade got overturned. Yeah. So. Oh my <laughs> that That's was a awesome. great time anyway. in America. <laughs> so I said I would donate an amount for however many people I blocked, and many people stepped in and said that they would also donate. You two being some of those wonderful people, and so I just want to you know, publicly let oh, let the you. people know how wonderful you both are that. You helped support me during this terrible time, and you also gave back to some really wonderful organizations and um, I think we gave to, I think we all three gave to different organizations. So listeners, if you're interested in also giving, I'll leave those links in the episode description. But um, yeah, that was really long and rambly, but but the, the Tolkien community sometimes is nice when people aren't being terrible, right? Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> you went through that,
2: but I love the idea of donating for every person you blocked. Like, it was a good way to spin it, too to a good thing yeah and everyone
0: everyone needs like a, a Mary brandy buck who just kind of pops up and is like hey i think i know what you're going through do you need help
1: yes, yes. that's uh, yes
2: the, Torian, I we went, haven't reached
0: that part yet you i haven't read that part of the books thing.
2: yet so. i haven't i went through the same thing though a couple weeks ago when i was very excited about, well. about black elves and i also had just like a yes. bunch of people coming after me including a Actual confirmed Nazi murderer who's banned from his country. <laughs> oh my god. And it was oh, just me. It was just the, me being excited. Is it the
0: Norway guy? The guy yeah. who's just not allowed in Norway anymore? All my
2: friends were like, do not engage with this person. He has literally <laughs> murdered someone He's and I was psychotic. like, Cool, cool, cool. And that's why my Twitter handle right now is your favorite black elf because whenever someone engages with me, it's like they're talking to their favorite black elf, and it's just me being like, hey, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I forget the actor's name who plays. I don't even know what his character's name is.
0: Is it? It's Mil- Ishmael, Cruz Ish- Ishmael Cruz Cordova.
1: Ishmael Cruz. Oh. Yeah, C- C- Cordova-ish yeah. Air- Cruz, Air-Erendir? Cordova, Ishmael. Aaron Deer? Aaron
0: Deer, I believe they're Thank
2: you. calling him. That was the person who I said I wanted to join you and just talk about for an hour because I'm so excited about yes, him. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. He posted this like really beautiful, wonderful um, caption on-, on Instagram from being at San Diego Comic Con. And it was like him in front of like a giant billboard of him as an elf and oh. talking about like how meaningful that is for him and like. I was just like, I'm just so happy for just like so many people, and you know, screw anyone else who can't share in this excitement and happiness for everyone, you know? I am glad that that like
0: we see like actually quite a few like popular people in the Tolkien fandom coming out and giving their support. Like, uh, I think the Tolkien professor went to the San Diego Mm -hmm. Comic Con and he got to see it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the uh, several big TikTokers who big thing whose big thing is talking about Lord of the Rings lore. Oh yeah. They win, and it looks like they had a great time. And so, if
1: I had known... see, here's the thing: is that I'm. Not... <laughs> and you're like,
0: where's my ticket? <laughs> yeah.
1: First of all, where's my ticket? Um, I'm still only slightly bitter that I wasn't invited to that Tolkien event in Oxford earlier this oh, year. You too. and us um, both. Yeah. Anyway, I I'm not a big like Comic Con type person. I, I mean, I've never been to a Comic-Con, but I just think I would be overwhelmed and stressed out um, and uncomfortable. So I haven't been to any. But seeing all of the different Tolkien creators going, I was like, I would have gone just to hang out with y'all. <laughs> like, right? like, forget everything else that we learned that, that week and that weekend from the the different panels and Q&As and, and whatever. I was like, I just want to hang out with all of y'all. <laughs>
0: Honestly, that was like I got to do that last September when there was a big Tolkien Twitter moot in uh, in L.A. and I flew up to L.A. and I met all these people I met online, and I'm like, oh my god, we can all be nerdy together. We can all dress like hobbits and just talk about nerdy stuff. Amazing.
2: (laughs) I haven't heard of anything happening this year, but I'm like, I kind of want it to happen again because the the Tolkien Twitter friend group has just kind of grown more.
0: We have to make our own. With make the, your own uh,
2: event, Yeah. Maybe this is the announcement. Our rings of power
0: <laughs> <laughs> premiere. <laughs>
2: Mary Clay, you have like a month to buy your flight. Let's go.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, um,
1: Less than a month. I just want to know where it's because you know there's there's leaky con which is a con specifically for Harry Potter. I think there needs to be. Um, what, what would... you a the yeah, clever name right Con, now. I don't know. that too original? I'll workshop and, and get back and to Con you know? or something. Yeah. There, it's got to be... Yeah. The Council... The co- Council Consul of Elrond. Council of Elrond. El-ron. <laughs> That's it. Council of Elrond. There, there we go. go. Buy your tickets, Perfect. everyone. It's going to end up like Tana Con. Um Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, anyway. We... Even though this is a delightful conversation... We don't, have to, we don't have time for this, y'all. We don't have time oh, yeah, we for have willy-nilly chapter. conversations. <laughs> because this is the most intense chapter I've ever read so in my happens. life. And I was in a play of the... I was in a one-act version of the short story, The Lottery, in which someone is stoned to death. Oh, <laughs> and we did it with rural Irish accents. Ooh. So...
0: With that one, you get away with minimal incest, though. Yes, <laughs> minimal one.
1: incest. Let me ask you,
2: MC: Did you have any inkling of what happens in this chapter, or no! were you just yeah,
1: no oh spoilers? Oh my god! Spoilers, and I you're just like wait a second. Did did People I read that correctly? told me they're like, it's really tragic. Like, it's a really intense, sad story that's really heartbreaking, and so the way this the it was going describing the separation that he has between him being in Doriath and his mother and sister being in Hithlum i was like oh something's going to happen where like he accidentally kills them like i don't know or like he is accidentally killed cuz at one point the the armor that he wears completely covers him and i was like oh or he's going to get killed on the battlefield and you know something's going to happen where they kill each other or you know they find each other or and are reunited just before death separates you know, them again you, you had a good idea there you're like parallel to the actual
0: someone, story. Someone is accidentally <laughs> I killed.
1: I wouldn't <laughs> so. say that any of what I thought was going to happen is parallel to anything of what actually happened. So There was so, a
2: reunion. So, some people did die. <laughs> <laughs> some? Oh,
1: my gosh. Quite okay. a bit of
0: mistaken identity.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> here so, we go.
1: Buckle up, everyone. Yeah, buckle up. Um, remember Huar and Hurin, everyone? Um, they... Well, one of them's dead. Um, the other one is captured by Morgoth. Don't worry about it. One of them's um,
0: dead and had an unfortunate <laughs> name. <yes>. Uh, <laughs>
1: we have a little reminder uh, that Rion is the wife of Huar, and they have a son named Tuar. And Huar died in the the... Battle of Unnumbered Tears, or whatever it was called in the previous chapter.
0: I do believe it is pronounced Huor and Tuor.
1: What am I saying?
0: Uh, You're L- going like, like R. T-or. You're going R. It's Or.
1: Oh, okay. H- tu-or. Huor
0: Tuor. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, got it. There we go. Um, Well, quite and, an unfortunate well the name. good news is, is that they don't really... They're they're not really that involved in this chapter. So we can forget about them immediately, (laughs) which is kind of hilarious. Um, And then we are told about Morwen, the wife of Hurin. um, And they have a son, Turin. And they also had a daughter named Laliath. Um, But she died when she was three and Turin was very close with her. And again, this is why I was like, oh, like he already had a sister who died when they were very young. Like that's so sad and they were close. I was like, oh, this is going to play into some of what happens with his other sister in the future. I don't know. Um, So the big battle... The the fifth battle. I'm not going to say the elven name because it's nonsense. The fifth battle is happening, and Morwin um, believes that the Easterlings are going to take Hurin and take him. No, Turin. I don't
2: remember all these names. I just look at Paul. I'm like, is that correct? So you're doing great, M C. You're doing great. Also,
0: more. Uh, it's not Laliath, It's Lalith.
2: Lalith. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. And
0: I'll just say it, uh, Nernath Arnoidiad for the uh, oh, oh, battle. Oh, one more
1: time, please. It, Run that back.
0: Nernath Arnoidiad.
1: See, it doesn't matter how many times you tell me how to pronounce it, my mouth will not form those syllables.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> 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 I've tried it. It doesn't work. Um, it's like how, for, for some reason, despite Prisoner of Azkaban being my favorite of the Harry Potter movies, my mouth cannot pronounce... Correctly pronounce the director's name, and his name is Alfonso Cu- Cuarón. <laughs> but like,
0: you see the w- you see the letters, and you're like, that the doesn't work.
1: Like, <laughs> and the, the the vowels, and there's an it accent in there. T- it, it doesn't flow out of my. You know, he does have quite a elf-like last
2: name, so <laughs> mouth, maybe Elvin so. is just not your thing.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's More not Spanish. at all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Dwarven. We'll yeah. we'll try that next next week. Um. Ooh. Okay, anyway, so Morwen thinks that the Easterlings are possibly going to take Turin away from her. Um, She, I I think it's implied that she maybe learns that this is going to happen or gets hints that this could happen um, from one of her friends who is married to an Easterling. Um, And they come back into play later. And so Morwen sends Turin to... The, the safety of Doriath, which I was like, good luck there. <laughs> like, Finkel notoriously has, like, stayed out of everything. But then I guess Baron came um, and and changed everything for him. Um,
0: and I believe Morwen is a cousin of Baron.
1: Oh, okay. Are they co- mm. Okay. Um, and, yeah, that would make sense. I forget. the Yeah, these guys that were... For the most part, the characters that we're talking about in this chapter are human, except for a few elves speckled in here and there. So, for so a these few are, love These interests. are men, yeah. Um, and so Thingol welcomes him into Doriath, into the girdle of Melian. Um, it just says, Thingle's mood was changed towards the houses of the elf friends. And I'm like, okay, I guess we just have to take his word for it. Like there wasn't really much um, in Baron and Luthien like at the end showing that like transformation or like how he would have like come to those feelings. So I guess we just assume it's because- I guess
0: when his life is saved by Baron- He's like, oh, wow, have my daughter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For a few years, Turin and Morwen exchange letters and messages, and she sends to Doriath at some point the dragon helm of Dor Lomin, um, which is their their house's heirloom, the set of armor, the dragon helm. Unfortunately, there gets to a point where the messengers stop returning. So Thingol's like, I'm not wasting any more of my men to talk to your mother. Sorry, kiddo. <laughs> Eventually, the, you know, the war is waging on with Morgoth. So Turin goes out to fight and battle. Um, and he, in this process, becomes friends with Baleg. What is it, B- Baleg Strongbow? That's yes. it. my, my favorite Cuthalion.
2: character in all of the Silmarillion, which he's was my pretty... biggest mistake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just don't have a favorite we character ever. <laughs> Beleg is a bro. He he's pretty cool. Um, we're not going to worry about it much for now. Um, and so they're out battling and you know doing manly stuff and fighting the war. And um, three years passes. And he they they return, um, and Turin. About this time, just so everyone has like a, a reference for what's going on, I think he's about like twenty one years old. Um, so he is either you know early twenties or late teens. That's kind of like where we're kicking things off with with his age. If you're curious, um, and so Turin comes back, and while he was gone, this elf named. Sa- Saros Saros
0: Saros I believe
1: Saros um, started he, he's mad he's frustrated with Turin he hates him because Thingol has taken him in as a foster son and he has certain honors about him even though he's just ugh, a man <laughs> um, so Saros hates him and Turin's like Come at me, bro. <laughs> Fine, exactly. Like, put your money where your mouth is. Um, one night at dinner, Saros insults the women, uh, the, the the people of Hithlam, and Turin like throws something at him. Um,
0: a drinking it's, vessel. Yeah, so a so drinking it's like, vessel. He basically like a, takes he, a cup and just hucks it at his head. Yes,
1: yeah, so dramatic. And then the next day, the uh, Turin is trying to leave Menegroth. But Sarah stops him, and then Turin like fights him off, and somehow strips him of his clothes. And Sarah then goes running through the woods, and accidentally falls like off a cliff, and and dies. And that's it. And that's all, yeah.
2: folks.
0: You ever, um, you ever, accidentally just do that? <laughs> Chase a man naked through the woods till he falls off a cliff.
2: I'm just imagining sure. like this a scene from Glee where they get like slushied, and then it's just a, a sad events of bullying of like high school, <laughs> but just just
1: fantasize it a little bit, <laughs> throw in a cliff,
0: but but kill them,
1: <laughs> but kill them naked. Um, it's like that one time they put salt rocks in the slushy and they threw it at Blaine and he had a scratch cornea and he had to be written out of the show because in real life Darren Chris was going on Broadway for Whoa. a few weeks and how to succeed in business without really trying because he was taking over for Nick Jonas who took over for Daniel Radcliffe. I didn't know this backstory. I, no, I lived I lived on the internet in <laughs> the year 2011 that's um, right
0: nerds this was just a convoluted way to introduce the new podcast glee lore
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the okay, next season um, stay tuned <laughs> so um turin is like oh no <laughs> dad's
2: gonna kill me i might have done something bad maybe i shouldn't have put rocks in the
1: slushy they Be- 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 like was standing there and kind of like or either he was there when it happened or he heard what happened. And so he's like, come on, bro. Let's go back. I believe and, it's
0: Mablung and, who's there. Oh, it's
1: Mablung. That's it. Yeah. Um, in my they're brain, co- they're co <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, different things happens to them, in my head, they're just entertaining. They are yeah, basically Mab-Lung. the
0: same. They're both just two captains of Doriath, and whenever yes. anything happens, it's either one it's of either those one two of them. getting the yeah.
1: goal. <laughs> so Mablung is like, all right, come on, buddy. Let's go Let's go back and talk to Thangle and explain what happened, and I'm sure he's going to pardon you. Don't worry about it. I'll be there to defend you. This was just a terrible accident. And also, like, Turin was defending himself, too, because um, Saros came at him and like he turn is just minding his own business and then this elf who has beef with him just like decided to to come at him and you know I, it's not turn's fault that he decided to fight back you know yeah. and i also don't think i i think this was just a freak accident you know i don't think turn if he had like pushed him off the cliff you know fine that's different but mm-hmm. it's the way naked part how did you accidentally yeah i don't get it that sounds
2: it sounds like
1: okay
0: so let me Saros the waylaid way him things? and basically with like a sword and Saros had mm. a sword and torn basically took the sword and was like strip naked and i feel yeah, like he says, was going Saros to humiliate fleeing
1: him. in terror before him fa- wait no Oh, just says, um, Torin overcame him and set him to run naked as a hunted beast through the woods. That's all it says. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe he was maybe he was holding him at on a sword point I, and was I like, feel like he did Take do off that. your clothes and go streaking through the forest now. Like yeah. that's a funny prank. And then he died by mistake. Um so Oops. I either way, however, this happened accident, not an accident. Turin is like, no way am I going back there. He's going to kill me. I'm going to be exiled. I'm peacing out. Bye. And he refuses to go and see Thingol for fear of of not being pardoned and being, you know, imprisoned or, or put to death. Um, And then not surprisingly, Thingol is like, Thingol says, I would not have any say that Turin was driven forth unjustly into the wild and gladly would I welcome him back for I loved him well. And so everyone's like, well, I guess Turin's just in the woods now because he thinks he's in trouble, even though he's not.
0: It's, <laughs> like, like, he's- it's like when you're like, okay, we're going to have to tell dad and your siblings like,
1: ah, no, no, don't tell, don't tell dad. <laughs> It's like
0: just like breaking down. It's fine.
1: I'm running away. And this is also just like a classic like '90s sitcom miscommunication trope of a family, you know, where like the kid thinks that they're going to be in trouble, so they run away, but the parents are like, I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed in what happened, but it's going to be a
2: learning opportunity for everyone. But I still,
1: yeah, but I still love you. And then you know that sentimental full house music comes in and <laughs> faded. Um,
0: like you know, sometimes you accidentally kill a naked man. It's okay. You have to smell <laughs> like, Yeah, We're Back in my day.
1: <laughs> um so turn finds this band of outlaws he eventually becomes their captain
0: <laughs> puts on a leather jacket pulls out a switchblade he's like time to be a street tough some
1: aviators or something <laughs> yeah
0: time to join west side story <laughs> yes
1: um and he names himself ne- nathan the wronged
0: so nathan. he i'm nathan,
2: nathan now <laughs> or nathan. Yeah. nathan the wronged
1: um and again, and story it, no one you. gave him this name. He, I just went to this is a theme that in my reading and interpretation of this chapter um, is very reoccurring that like he put this on himself. He is doing this to himself. <laughs> Literally, no one is making him be exiled from Doriath. This- no one is giving him the name wronged, you know?
0: This guy is. People are giving him names, and then he's giving himself names. I'm actually looking on the Tolkien Gateway uh, article on him, just to double-check things. He has uh, at least nine names. He has
1: too many names.
0: And that is one too many. i remember one. <laughs> one of them is Wild Man of the Woods, which Saros calls him as an insult. And I'm like, that doesn't count. But also, he's just going around naming him. He's like, I'm the wronged, or my name is black sword he's master just, of doom or something he's
1: very <laughs> <I'm> much <Batman. laughs> an emo boy he is. he is so self-loathing self-deprecating and be, because he I, I don't know why I, he, I don't know why he's like no i'm doomed and everyone's I need
0: to like see more fan art of him depicted with spiky black hair and like very heavy eyeliner he
1: just definitely just shops like, at hot oh. topic Yes, a hundred percent. I was picturing him with the classic like oh, um, swoop
2: over the one, s- eye. Swoop, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: like t- two twenty eleven to twenty thirteen tumbler. Then you have Jock swoop. Beleg
0: with his Letterman jacket, just yes, like hey, coming in. <laughs> it's my
1: favorite trope. It is my favorite trope. I love them. So, um, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. So, so Turin is like, I must live a life among the. Outlaws. And then, meanwhile, in Doriath, Beyleg Be- is Be- like, Hey, I really care for this kid. Do you give me permission to go? And, you know, I guess for the rest of my life, I'll just like kind of look after him.
0: And then th- I think Thingol like lets him go because he's like, I don't want anyone to think I'm a bad person. And it's like, yes. Thingol, honey, you've already done enough to make people think <laughs> you're a bad person.
1: Oh my God. Beyleg like, goes out looking for Turin and. He gets captured by this band of outlaws and then, you know, uh, I guess like brought to camp and then Turin, they're, they're like, we're taking you to see the king. And then, you know, it's it's Turin. They're like, hey, I know this guy. He's cool. He's cool. I actually love him. They kind of march off by themselves to have a conversation together. And Baleg is like, oh, my God, good news. Thingol pardoned you. Like he doesn't care at all that this like freak accident with this naked guy in the woods happened.
0: No one liked Saros. It's fine. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't even like him
1: anyway. (laughs) He was kind of a jerk. (laughs) Um, not much of a loss for our community, honestly. So like, it's all good. You should come back to Doriath. It'll all be great. He's also telling him of the war going on, and he's like, "There's this." Battle happening with some orcs on. Listen, listeners, like in many chapters, we're not going to concern ourselves with the geography, really. Just, just know that like battles are happening probably north forces, somewhere. You know, yeah. Um, and so Balig is like, "Come with me and fight, and like do all this. Stuff. Like you're totally pardoned. You can join us again. It's all good." And it says, "But in the pride of his heart, Turin refused the pardon of the king." And the words of Belik were of no avail to change his mood. So he is just dead set on, like he's very stubborn. He's like, "No, I, I made this decision to live as an outlaw, and now I have to, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. There's no going back." So Belik's like, "I don't know, so Belik. I'm reading.
0: just a bad guy. Lights yeah. a cigarette. Just
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: get over it, you nerd."
1: So they, so Balic is like, okay, I guess if you're happy out here, if that's what you want, um, I'll be over here if you need me. Bye. Oh, this is what. Yeah, this is when he goes back to Balic goes back to Thingol and said and asks for permission to guard and guide to guard and guide Turin. For the rest of his life, basically.
0: <laughs> it's true and I do love, love how, like, when love. he comes back, he tells Thingol that Bel, uh, be- uh, Tur- oh, man, I'm running out of names. Turin yeah. is not coming back, and Thingol literally says, he- Thingol sighed and he said, "What more would Turin have me do?" Yeah, like, it's like I
1: don't know what else to do here. Okay. Like I, <laughs> like I gave him. Like, there's nothing else for me to do here. Like, I was too (laughs) controlling
0: with my one kid, and now my adopted kid, I'm trying to pull back on that and that's still not a good thing i can't do anything right
1: that's true he can't do anything right
0: so here's a cursed sword Bellig. go have fun
1: <laughs> yes the swords okay um but not without a little backstory first you know <laughs> Thingle says you can choose from my you know our collection of swords as a reward or a fee or whatever for for doing this um, for going out to watch over Turim. and he's like, "You can have anything except for my sword." Um, and Balic chooses Ah Anglachel, 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 and this is a sword that was forged by Ale, and Ale also forged. He also forged Thingol's sword. Mm,
0: well, I. No, uh, Thingol Ael uh, forged two swords. Uh, Angu- Anguirel is Ael's sword that he had. Oh yeah. And Maeglin stole that one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one he gave to uh, Thingol basically as rent. Uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna live in Nan Elmoth, but I know that belongs to you. Here's here's my rent." And he just kind of throws this cursed sword made from a meteorite Adam, and he's like okay, okay cool Excellent. thanks more landlords should ac- accept uh, cursed swords as uh yes
1: rent. i agree
0: in this economy
1: <laughs> however be apparently these swords work much like the wands in harry potter <laughs> um because Melian looks at this and says, there is malice in this sword. The dark heart of the smith still dwells in it. It will not love the hand it serves. Neither will it abide with you long. So this sword is not... Baelic is not this sword's master or whatever. Like, I don't know what's going- They all ha- they have personalities and moods.
0: And meanwhile, Balig's just like, yeah, I'm going to ignore your warning, literal goddess. Yeah, and and says, just nonetheless,
1: like- I will wield it while I may. He's like, but it's He had cool, dude. any it's weapon cool. to choose you from. He could have
0: picked anything. You, why'd you have and to you pick And you know why? Really, he loves like, the, the
2: dark and brooding swords. types.
1: I was going to oh say, my God. if you showed me an <laughs> armory- <laughs> And it was like all these like silver, shiny and like gold, like perfect weapons. And then he said, oh, yeah, here's our one black sword. We think it's cursed. I would be like, I'm picking that one. I'm obviously picking the black sword. I'm stressed. I'm, stressed. I'm so stressed. Just
0: imagine him picking up the sword and going,
1: "It reminds me of Turin." <laughs> <laughs> That's why he I'll picked take it. this one. It's, it's dark and stormy, just like he is. And then Melian gives him some lambos bread. Yay, lambos. She wraps it. Um, the the way that she like bounds it and wraps it and ties it, um, is very. It's very like traditional and very um, ceremonial for the keeping and the giving of Lembas belong to the queen alone. So this is a very important thing and service that that she has done for Balic. And so it's the
0: first time, a human has ever been given Lembas as well.
1: Oh, really? Oh, wait. Is Baleg human?
0: No, Balic. Well, she gives it to Balic, but and then he uh, later because she, she she's humans. like, "Hey, give it to Turin." Right. It's like here, sh- have some cake with your friend. Maybe yeah. that'll calm him. Maybe have, have maybe, some bread, and he'll calm down. Maybe he needs down. some bread.
2: Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's hungry. He just needs a Snickers bar. He's
0: yes. not, yeah, he's you're not, not him when he's him angry. When
1: you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Beleg is still. Oh wait, no. Sorry. Um. Turin is still hanging out with the outlaws, um, and they come across three dwarves, and they shoot after two of them, and then they capture one of them. And his name is Mim.
0: It's Meme.
1: You're kidding.
0: No. That little like little triangle, triangle above it is Meme. This is a, this like, guy is Meme.
1: I was like, there's an accent there, but there's no way it's Meme. Okay. So All this, these fancy names and then there's Meme. It's
0: just, it's just like... Meme. It's just a picture of him shrugging and the captions like, get captured? Show them the way <laughs> into Amon Ruth. <laughs> it's
1: like- oh my gosh. So... He pleads for his life with Turin and offers as ransom to lead them to his, um, it says his hidden halls, his, you know, sanctuary house, whatever you want to call it. So he leads uh, Turin and his men to this hidden, to, to this hill, and there's this cave that he, like, through, like, certain paths, he leads them to. Um, And as they are approaching, so on top of this hill is this group of flowers that are growing and they're red flowers. And so from a distance, um, one of the men say there is blood on the hilltop. Which is just so like. And Turin's th-
0: like metal. We're going there. <laughs> it's.
1: I literally. I think I literally wrote.
0: Everything Turin does is for the aesthetic.
1: Oh, I thought. I thought. I literally hardcore. wrote down. That's so metal. Like it's so yeah. <laughs> so they go into this cave where Meme is met by another dwarf, and Turin follows them into the back room and finds his son Keem. <laughs> Yeah. Who, it says, um, he's lying there, he's lying there dead, and he says, you can give him no aid, for this is Keem, my son. And he is dead, pierced by an arrow. He died at sunset. And and then Turin says, alas, I would recall that shaft if I could. And I'm like, was this not <laughs> the other dwarf that y'all shot at? Cause the other two dwarves with Meme ran off, and they shot at them, and then, and then here turns like, ah, if only I recognized that arrow. Oh no! I think he
0: means if I could recall it as like if I could, oh, if I could bring take it, it
1: back.
2: If I could take I it back. Oh. He's not like. Oh
0: no! Who could have done that?
2: Oh my god! Ryan's his arrows.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just i think it's definitely like if only i could could take, it, take back. it back
1: got it yeah that makes a lot more sense which i can't believe that meme lets them stay there then like i can't believe he's just so chill with like being with the people who killed his son you know
0: well he does say like i will pay him his like wealth and gold and Meme's which doesn't like- ever happen yeah wait well i think it maybe does I don't know yeah but...
1: Turin says um, if I ever come into any wealth I will pay you oh, a yeah. ransom of gold for your son in token of sorrow um it's like, like, like hey, your make you
0: like a dwarf lord of old that's pretty rad I like gold cool.
2: Here's some money I don't have yet, but when I do, I'll give it to you.
1: And no, it won't make anything better. I owe you (laughs) one, son. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) So they stay there um, for the the winter and spring, and Meme tells Turin about who he is and like his people. They came from this group of dwarves that were banished in the ancient days from the great dwarf cities in the east. Before Morgoth came back into Beleriand even, they came into Beleriand. And, oh, let me see. I think even...
0: These were the first dwarves that the elves met? And the Sindar hunted them because they they thought Sindar thought they were the only like they were going to be like sentient people in the world. Yeah, and so they hunted them because they're like, what are these weird creatures? And then they met the dwarves of the Blue Mountains, and oh, they're like, right. oh, so, okay.
1: I wanted to read this one quote. That's right. Okay, so back when Turin has first taken Meme captive, and Meme is you know, trying to bargain for his life and he in turn asks where his home is. He says Amon Rood is that hill called now, since the elves changed all the names. Which I just think like like the elves are full on colonizers. And even more so, yeah, to what happened to uh, Memes group of elves when they came into Beleriand. Yeah, they're all hunted because the elves don't know like who they are. And even afterwards, they are named the Petty Dwarves. <laughs> um, yeah. And it says they love none but themselves, um, and they they hated the or they're not you know they're not a Morgoth side at all. But they also look down upon the Noldor. They're not looking to be friends with them. It says the Noldor they said had stolen their lands and their homes. So
0: I mean to be fair, like the lands were pretty empty before the Noldor came. Like you had Doriath and that was basically it.
1: I don't know. I I'm very wary of how the Silmarillion describes and depicts The other races, because Mm -hmm. it's from the perspective of the elves. And so I'm like, okay, so Mm. they're Nick, these, the this group of elves is nicknamed the petty dwarves. And I'm like, okay, but how, like, I wonder how accurate that actually is. And like, we do see from Nim's characteristics in this chapter that I, I think that could be said true but also he is the last of of his kind as we've learned that it it came down to just being him and his two sons they killed the other son so it's just him and his other son now of the of this group of dwarves in and yeah um so winter approaches and all the men are getting sick they're weak now. And one night they're sitting around the fire and this dude just walks up and sits down with them. And I'm like, yo, what, what's going on? And he pulls his hood off and it's Bayleg. And he he like laughs a bit and is like, what a funny joke.
2: <laughs> Turn I've returned to you. Look at my yes. new cursed sword. <laughs>
0: I bring you I bring you a gift of a cursed sword and cake
1: and some bread yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so he oh and also he brings him the dragon helm so yes. he brings them this super important set of armor
0: babe you forgot your emo helmet
1: (laughs) and it says think he brought it thinking that it might lift turin's thought again above his life in the wilderness as the leader of a petty company so he's like maybe this will remind him that like he has this legacy behind him yeah no um um turin is more like oh cool armor thanks (laughs) This will help oh, with I'm glad the aesthetic. you brought this. I forgot. Yeah.
0: That, like, constantly overestimates Turin's, like, reading comprehension, basically. <laughs> yes.
1: And, like, he, he also, I think everyone underestimates just how, like, com- yeah, how committed Turin is now to this, like, no, my life is broken and I'm a shattered person. It and, yeah, like... <laughs> So during this time, Beleg gives all of the men lame bus and it heals them. And so he is well liked among the men. And then Meme is like, I guess, just like skulking in the shadows of his like cave staring at him. And he uh, um, obviously, you know, Beleg is an elf first of all, so he doesn't like him automatically for that. And then he comes in and is like, all of a sudden, the cool new guy of the group. Oh, yeah. And then, like, just so random, it goes, who knows now the Councils of Morgoth? Remember that guy? What was he doing?
0: We don't know.
1: I literally, I love That that it's like, yeah, who knows what he's up to anyway? And then this long paragraph about, like, the malice and, like, everything he's up to. He's a dark lord, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, like, who who could possibly even know what he's up to? Save only Melian, the queen. And I'm like, what, why don't we, like, utilize her more, Tolkien? Tolkien, why don't we do more with her? <laughs> and she is the only one. It says, to her often the thought of Morgoth reached out and there was foiled. So she's, like, the one person that Morgoth is, like, I can't get to her. She's,
0: she's basically the proto Gladril, Because in, like, the yes. books, Gladril's like, Sauron's always looking for me. And meanwhile, <laughs> Melian's, like, Morgoth's always looking for me in my secret forest. Here's not some Lembus. Not gonna
1: find me, not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's some lame-ass. That's th- That's what my power is for now, these days. Um... So this is just kind of like I guess our transition back into like hey Morgoth. Remember that guy? Um he's doing some bad stuff and the bad stuff is coming for us. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, so Turin, he puts on he puts back on the the dragon helm um and he and Baleg and I think maybe the rest of the men they go out to fight the orcs and um I think there's, yeah, and then, like, rumors of this spread of, like, oh, my gosh, this, um, it says, the the helm, helm. the helm and bow that had fallen in Dimbar had arisen beyond, again, beyond hope. So, this word of the two captains, these, like, really cool soldiers. Tolkien (laughs) gave
2: them a ship name, helm and bow. (laughs) I love them so much.
1: Um, and Morgoth hears about them and is like, well, obviously we got to do something about that. So he sends some orcs down in that area and they run into Mim. Or sorry, Meme. <laughs> they run into <laughs> Meme. And he pulls another, I don't know, Uno reverse. <laughs> I don't know, L- whatever. He, he does the he, exact same thing again. <laughs>
0: he gets His running theme is getting captured and to get out of it going... Let me show you the show you secret fancy
2: cave. House. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the secret so, tunnel. He's like, yes, yeah, so many secret tunnels. So many secret tunnels here. Um, and so he's like, if you let me go. And also, if you promise not to kill Turin. Um, I will lead you to where everyone else is. I'll lead you to my house. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we promise we're not going to kill him. Meanwhile, like nudging each other and like winking. And so they have a bit of a battle. But then Turin is and, and Baleg is knocked down and Turin is captured and taken away. Meme. Meanwhile, was like watching all this from the background, and he sees that Bayleg. He assumes is dead, and then he goes over to him and is about to like deal the finishing blow, but Bayleg is like rawr, and scares him off. Is, like, Surprise, it says. It's like all He like yells at him. He's like, "I'm still alive!" And then it says that, he, yeah, meme is. Like, runs away. Yeah, it says, in terror, fled wailing from the hilltop. And that's it. Does he not come
2: back? Is that the last
1: we see of him? I don't know. I really don't know. So I guess... (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Um... And see, that's the thing with the Silmarillion is that anytime a character is not like explicitly cut down right in front of my eyes, I'm like, nah, we're gonna see them again. And a lot of times you don't. And like it's these it's just, random side characters of no consequence that I'm like, they're gonna come to play story later. Time. They're gonna en- come back later. Enough maybe
2: for a future like Amazon Prime to play
1: with. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Bayleg follows the Trail of Orcs to find Turin and and he comes across Gwyndor, who is um, recovering. He's, like, fallen in the forest, and no one is around. So if he fell in the forest and no one was around, does it make this a sound? Anyway, okay, um, <laughs> Anyway, so Gwyndor is lying there. He has just escaped from uh, Angband, or from Morgoth. And he is not doing well. And Balak, for some reason, is like, "Come with me," and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I've obtained
0: a companion. <laughs> it's like this man's half dead. Look how skinny yeah. he is.
1: <laughs> I was like, he just escaped Morgoth. What help is he
0: gonna be? <laughs> and
1: his servant, like, he just escaped the orcs, and like, he's recovering. He's traumatized. Like, and now you're trying, and now you're trying to get him to come with you back in that same direction. Like, let's just leave the man alone you know let's let him live his life so yeah so together they go through the forest because Gwyndor is like oh I think I've seen where they've gone so he leads them and they see the orcs and Turin and they're at a camp and everyone's asleep so Balig and Gwyndor sneak over while the orcs are sleeping grab Turin pull him away to be so then as Baleg is cutting him, I should mention there's a storm happening, so it's very dark. They can, they they're having trouble seeing what they're doing, seeing each other, um, and they're cutting his bonds off. Um, and it With says, black sword
2: um, in the night." Fate
1: that day was more strong, for the blade slipped as he cut the shackles, and Turin's foot was pricked. Then he was aroused into a sudden wakefulness of rage and fear. And he sees Baleg and Gwyndor over him, and it's dark, and it's stormy, and he's just been, you know, captured by the orcs. And so thinking that they are the orcs, he grabs Baleg's sword and kills him. And that's Rip. why you
2: don't have favorite characters in the Silmarillion. And that's why he will have- die.
1: Yeah, yeah. When
2: I first heard that, I was like, "Paul, you fooled me. You let me tell tell you how much I love this character just to have him die in front of me." Yeah. And this is no, a podcast, so people can't see my notes, but it literally is just like, "Oh, other page." Me saying no.
1: <laughs> my boy oh, Um, I had one of those moments but it's not for another couple pages um, also <laughs> listeners again very similar with the Baron and Luthien chapter like I'm trying to move through this story swiftly but so much happens and, like we're only on we're only we're not even ten pages into it. Oh, um we're just at ten pages and there's still like fifteen more. So like I'm trying to move it, through. It
2: goes down. Yeah, a lot goes down. And there's down. nothing you can really go over or skip because
1: it's all it's it's all it's a wild stuff. Wild indeed. <sighs> okay, so Baileck has just been killed. In this moment, I'm like, I wanna see this scene on, you know, in a movie. The lightning flashes And reveals um, what Turin has done. And he sees that he has just killed Baleg. And meanwhile, the lightning is casting this light on Turin's face as he is, like, scared. He's horrified. And Gwyndor cowers before him because he's afraid that Turin is now going to kill him. Um, just like so intense, and then the thunder is going so hard that the orcs wake up, and it says they feared the thunder that came out of the west, believing it was sent against them by the great enemies beyond the sea. So they think this storm is the Valar. If only it was. <laughs> Where have <laughs> they been? Do they want to come help a little bit. No, are they watching? One this of going them down? sort of helps in this chapter. And that's about all you can say about them. So like, nah, yeah. this, this is too crazy. We're going to stay out of this. Even though it's their fight is the thing that I'm cutting myself off before I go into this rant for the billionth <laughs> time. The orcs are also, they wake up and they look around. And they're like, oh, my God, Turin's gone. Well, I'm assuming he would have just run off by now. And he's probably so far gone that we can't even find him anymore. So let's just go home. So they leave and go back and tell Morgoth. They're like, yeah, I don't know what happened. He left. (laughs) Weird. Um, Meanwhile, Gwyndor and Turin have just been sitting there in the same spot, like right on the other side of the encampment where they were because Turin is horrified at what he's done. So I just love that little moment where the orcs just assume that Turin would have run off by now. And so they don't really bother, like bare minimum effort. Again, the miscommunication Um, here. No one's talking. No one's looking. So funny. Um so do so Turin takes what's this kid's name? <laughs> Turin takes Baleg's sword um and he takes the lame boss and then they bury him and they bury him with his bow too. Um and Gwendor tries to bring Turin along Um, But it says the grief that was graven on the face of Turin never faded. So he is just like struck down to his core by what has happened here and what he has done.
2: He should be. He killed my favorite character.
1: Yeah. So I will say, so all of the events of this chapter, as I've said previously, like it's all like grand scheme of things. It's all Turin's fault. I think because if he had just gone back to Doriath, because Thingol one hundred percent forgave him, none of this none would of be this happening. Would have happened. However, nope. when you get into like the the minor details, like this was another like freak accident. You know, this mm. was not his fault. Um, I mean, it was his fault, but like he but didn't how mean How could he have to. known? <laughs> Partially know. his fault. Know.
2: Yeah. Also Bella, when when someone gives you a cursed sword, don't pick it. I also think there's a little bit of that. The aesthetic.
1: The mm-hmm. aesthetic. It really bit him in the well, butt.
0: Now it's even more cursed.
1: <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, it says um the dread sword Anglachel. Is that it? Is that how you say
0: uh, it? Um, uh yeah, Anglachel.
1: Anglachel. But the dread sword Anglachel took, saying that it were better to take in vengeance. Oh wait, no, sorry. I thought there was a moment where it mentioned him taking it and the sword being like extra.
0: <laughs> I think I think there is.
1: There's something. There's definitely something about like the sword knows what it has done. Like the sword knows that it killed. Okay, whatever. Too much happens in this chapter yeah. for me to try. And sure, find we'll come. One I'm sure we'll come sentence. back to it. Right. Um. So. Gwyndor leads Turin out of this area and in the direction of Nargothrond, and they come across this lake that he says is fed from crystal fountains unfailing and guarded from defilement by Ulmo. And so he drinks. Turin drinks from this water and is healed of his madness. Nothing like magic water. Love it. Oh, that's right. This is it. Yeah. Okay. So then Gwyndor gives him the sword, and he says, this is a strange blade, and unlike any that I have seen in Middle-earth, it mourns for Beleg even as you do, but be comforted. That's about, like, the least comforting thing <laughs> that you could ever say. Be comforted.
0: Say. This cursed sword is mad at you.
1: Well, great. Uh, yeah, he says, <laughs> but be comforted um, for... I return to Nargothrond of the House of Finarfin, and you shall come with me and be healed and renewed. Oh yeah, and then yeah, Turin also he, like, he's he just so says, "Who are you?" <laughs> Which is so. Wait, funny. wait a minute, who, who are, are you? you? Thank you. You know that reference.
0: Turin, Turin literally drinks the water and then pulls that meme.
1: Wait a minute,
0: but... who are then he pulls children? A... Oh for my god, Turin is the kazoo kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone go watch the Kazoo Kid right now because I say that all the time and I think people just think I'm insane. <laughs> oh, and we I missed literally... out as uh... soon as
0: he uh, like turns drinks the water, then throws himself down and cries a lot, then immediately writes a song about Belleg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very Taylor Swift Oh, of that's him. right.
0: It's, yeah. Then turned, knelt and drank from the water, and suddenly he cast himself down, and his tears run loose at last, and he was healed of his madness. There he made a song for Beleg, and he named it Lerku Beleg, the Song of the Great Bow.
1: He is so extra.
0: <laughs> he is. This, You know what? I think we deserved a little bit of, like... Everyone else has been a bit too reasonable. Dance break,
1: music break, <laughs> you know?
2: I'm just imagining Turin running through, singing like "Bet on it, through the fields, really having Pen- an angsty oh, mode. Same
1: energy, same energy. <laughs> oh my Passes gosh. His hand just in the Just through. <sighs> God. So he, okay, so they go to Nargothrond together. Oh, that's right, Okay. That's right. Turin asks him, he's like, oh, you were in that battle. Do you know anything of what happened to my father, Huron? And Gwendoor's like, ah, It's not well. good, bud. <laughs> he says that he hasn't seen him, but rumor has it he's been captured by Morgoth, and Morgoth laid a curse upon him and all his kin. That I do believe, said Turin.
0: (laughs) Cue cue the Michael Scott, like, picture of him going, ugh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think this is really where Turin is like, oh, I get, like, like... There, there can be. There's so much to be said about, like, fate versus making your own fate, you know? I mean, like, the entire, like, first season of The Witcher is all about, like, you oh can't escape God, your yeah. destiny. And, like, or do you make your own destiny? And, you know, all of that. So there's so much to be said about that. But I think hearing... That Morgoth put a curse upon his father and his kin. I think Turn is like, Oh, that makes sense why my life is terrible. I'm gonna fully lean into this curse. And anything bad that happens, any bad decisions I make, any That's not on me at all. That's on the curse. I'm gonna it's the curse's fault. You
2: know? It's the curse. And then I'll just I'll just change my name again and just write it out. Just keep changing my name. Just keep it going.
0: They get to Nargothrond, and he's like, my name is Bloodstained, son of ill fate. And it's oh my like, gosh. get over Again yourself. With like... And it's also, it's like, you're literally saying that, okay? It's not the fancy Elvish word, because everyone here speaks Elvish. They know you're saying Bloodstained, son of ill fate. Yeah. Like, you are not fooling anyone.
1: You're telling on yourself here, yes. Um. So they get to Nargothrond. Reminder for everyone, there is Ordreth, the brother of... Finrod. Finrod. I knew it was a Finn. Couldn't remember which one. There's so Brother of, of Finrod, who is now, na- and Ordreth is now the leader of Nargothrond, and his daughter, Fjandla. Uh
0: Fenduilas.
1: <laughs> Fyandolas. That's what she said. Um, before Gwyndor went to war, she liked him and he liked her, but he comes back and as like a stint in the Morgoth prison of torture will do to a person, he comes back looking all haggard and they say that it looks like he is aged like a man, like a human. Uh-huh. So he's not looking great. So so that's, you know, kind of context for where we're at. Yeah, they're, like, introducing everyone, and is about to be like, yeah, and this is... And then Torin goes, I'm bloodstained, ill-fated son, or whatever it is. Exactly, someone. I would love to meet at a party. Yes. Oh, my God. And, he,
0: and then he gets there, and it's immediately like, you know, this cursed sword isn't cursed enough. Can you guys reforge it? And now, instead of, I believe, originally Anglicel meant... Uh, Iron of Leaping Flame or Flaming Iron because it was from a meteor. And now he's like, nah, now it's gurthang which means Iron of Death. And it's just like, oh, my God.
1: Even. OK, OK. So he has come to Nargothrond. He is going by this fake name. And then as he, you know, chills there for a while, he grows in the favor of Orodreth. And everyone loves him now. Um, and then, yeah, he reforges the sword. And in this process, and, like, everyone loves him, so he gets another name called An- An- Aiden- oh, uh, Aiden- uh, Anadonthel.
0: Uh, Adonathel. The Adonathel.
1: Elf Man. Yeah, the Elf Man, which I think is a much nicer nickname yeah. to go by, but he's like, other no, than the I'm other Bloodstain, <laughs> I'm stain <bloodstain, laughs> ill-fated son. No, just, and then, just like, try and Elf Man for a bit, little bit. See how it literally goes. Literally, like
0: two sentences later they give him another name
1: yes so after it could he go reforges two sentences. the sword to be the iron of death he and the sword like together like him as you know like a warrior is known to be called Mormegil. The Black Sword.
0: That's his superhero name. They give him, because they give him like this dwarf male and a dwarf mask to wear. And it's like, now he's a superhero. Now he's Batman. He's going (laughs) into battle.
1: Yes, this is, yeah, it says he put it on before battle and his enemies fled before his face. And so this was when I started thinking, I was like, oh, maybe this is what's going to happen. Where like, he's not going to be recognized or maybe like Thingol or another person from Doriath is going to come looking for him in the battle. But they're going to think he is the enemy in this get up and they're going to kill him. If
0: only which it, I think it were that simple. If,
1: I know if only that happened, right?
0: If this was Shakespeare, possibly. This but... chapter
1: is very Shakespearean yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Fendulias. Fendulias. Fendulias.
0: It's a hottie. Turin. Yeah, remember, guys.
1: Turin is like boy. the hot bad boy. He's the, like, like. He's, he's got dark.
0: cigarettes. He he's
1: bre- Yes, he totally has cigarettes. And he's like, hey, you want to smoke? I won't tell your dad. Wanna
0: smoke behind Nargothron. Yes. <laughs> like, Come on.
1: She falls in love with him, but Turin, it just says Turin did not perceive what had befallen. So I just also love this. I I just also love this idea that he is just so, again, so dead set on being brooding and depressed his whole life that he doesn't even notice when an elf is in love with you.
0: (laughs) And meanwhile, Gwyndor is just standing there like, really? Right after I got out of prison? Really? Yeah.
1: He's like, is it because I, is it because I it look like I was I'm, tortured I'm for a I'm an emaciated eternity? person
0: that yeah. I have no <laughs> that, like fat on my bones. Like, that <laughs> feels like it's just
1: an ableist to me, but okay. And so, <laughs> so Gwendor then takes Finduil. Why can I not? <laughs> Finduilas. Finduilas. There we go. Finduilas. Takes Finduilas aside and is like. Okay, I'm telling you this because I care about you. But this boy means danger. Danger is his middle name. He is nothing good to for you. To follow the
2: six other first names that also mean danger.
1: Yes. Get the hit. Um, and I think, I love this. It says, but this man is not barren. A doom indeed lies on him as seeing eyes may well read in him. Which, first of all, I love that like he he, he probably curse, thinks like guys. i'm so mysterious and and literally everyone is like no we can obviously tell that like there's something bigger going on with your life you know like we all we can all tell anyway um a doom indeed lies on him but a dark doom so i th- it's this idea it's now that like dark baron doom. and luthien at this point their story has made the rounds and fin Fendu- do
0: Vendulaus.
1: Vend Vendulaus is Finned like, the third. could that be me? It's like, honey, it's not you. Yes, she is one hundred percent romanticized Baron and Luthien, and is like, oh my god, it's my own Baron, and and he's like, girl, no, <laughs> run, it's no. The Baron, first Walmart Baron brand. Baron too preppy. Yes, <laughs> like, all of those things.
0: We have Baron at home, the Baron at home, and <laughs> <It's> yeah. <Turin. laughs>
1: oh my gosh yes she thinks that it's like the real life version of, of like teenagers thinking romeo and juliet is so romantic and beautiful but then like in reality, like it's such a toxic, terrible story about like, like, like really nothing happens. Then like, yeah, nothing good happened there. So at this point, I'm like, you know what, Gwyndor, I'm with you. I'm with you on all of this of warning her, being like, no, girl, stay away.
0: But then he does just out him as well. <laughs> He's
2: like, he,
1: yeah, he kind of like takes it a little bit too far and he reveals that this is Turin, son of Huron, who Morgoth has cursed. And Fintulas goes, "Aw, that's so sad. He'll never love me. <laughs> and, like, that's all she kind of takes away. And then Gwyndor she's like,
0: looks at the camera.
1: <laughs> she's like, I don't care about literally anything that you said. All I heard is his real name is Turin, and he is never going to be in love with me.
0: And uh, this is also just kind of a sad thing of Gwyndor uh, saying... Uh, this is turns of Hurin, who Morgoth holds in Engband, and whose kin he is cursed. Doubt not the power of Morgoth Balglir. Is it not written in me? And Ooh, he's like, true. look what happened to me. To
1: me, yeah. And
0: he's cursed. he hates this guy in particular. I was just an elf he captured. I was a nobody. He actually knows this guy's name. He knows his name. It's yeah. Like,
2: would there be ugh. any bigger warning signs. Red flag. Red flag's yeah. everywhere. Red flag. Red flag's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> and
1: still she's he's like... He's a 10,
0: but... but <laughs> he, he's got nine names, has been a cursed, cursed blade, by a Morgoth, and yeah. accidentally killed his best friend slash love interest. Yes.
1: It's a lot of it's a lot of red flags. Yikes. Then Findulia, God.
0: You can do it. I, I have faith in you. Come on. One more try.
1: Then Fendi goes and talks right. to Turin, and... T- and it's, like, weird conversation I had with <laughs> Um And Turin... What the hell? Y- you <laughs> know, it's like, gwindor what... D- like, not cool, man. Not cool. He's
0: like, I love you, man. He's
1: like, what how you dare do? you call my doom upon me, from which I hid. And gwindor says, the doom lies in yourself, not in your name.
0: I would love just... I would love to just see an adaptation of this because you get lines like this. You get like a, yes. a good argument between these two. Just honestly, like, like this is like some of the most dialogue we really get in the Silmarillion because a lot of it it's is just stuff. like, oh, and then they traveled to Blobbity Boo and, and went, fought a great battle there. But now we actually get like sentences that they're saying to each other.
1: That's good stuff. And that is where we're going to leave this week's episode. Now, I know what you're thinking. You said that there is no more room for two-parter episodes before Rings of Power begins. And you are correct. But we talked about that drama queen Turin turin Turinbar for two and a half hours. There's simply no way that I can cut that down to one episode. So to stay on track for Rings of Power, I will release part two this Saturday, for second breakfast Saturday, except for it's not gonna be a little bonus episode that you might usually skip, which by the way, you definitely shouldn't do that. It's going to be a normal episode, it's just going to be released on Saturday because we, we don't have time, we're running out of time. There's, there, I I cannot believe it's August already, we're running out of time. Anyway, so stay tuned for part two coming up later this Saturday. And then of course we will move on to the next chapter on Tuesday. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. If you want to learn more about the network, you can go to WBNE.org. The cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash I get notifications every time an item is bought, so if you have recently bought an item and it arrives, show it off. Tag me in a post on social media. Speaking of which, you can follow the podcast on social media at Pod, or you can follow me on Twitter at up and Instagram at Turndown for if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod. You can join our Discord server. You can get access to bonus content. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Alan. Alan, thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. You're a wonderful person for doing that. And I don't just mean that because, like, yes, I do like it when people enjoy my content. But it just takes an incredible kind of person to actively show your love and support for something and i appreciate that just so i don't miss anything i'm going to have tori and paul plug their own stuff twitter
2: is silly marillion's plural because the silly marillion was too many letters uh we have a patreon and that one is
0: patreon.com slash the silly we are also have our own individual twitters i'm at GoodlookingGeek, and tori is at toriello underscore and And we have a
2: podcast called The Silly Million,
1: where you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts as always all of that is linked in the episode description so please make sure to go check them out And to close this thing out, I will share the first ever a man walks into a bar joke, which I learned on the podcast, Endless Thread. They do really interesting dives into these stories from Reddit and the internet. And they went deep into the history of this translation of the earliest known bar joke, which is, a dog walked into a tavern and said, I can't see a thing, I'll open this one. Don't get it? Literally no one alive does. And that's what I'm talking about.